This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. अंग्रेज अपना लगान और न्यूज लॉन्ड्री अपना हफ्ता कभी नहीं छोड़ते वेलकम टू न्यूज लॉन्ड्री हफ्ता आई एम अभिनंदन सेखरी बिफोर वी गेट इन टू इंट्रोड्यूसिंग द पैनल आई हैव अ कपल ऑफ अनाउंसमेंट्स वी हैव न्यू पॉडकास्ट कॉल्ड हाईवे ऑन माई पॉडकास्ट विद रॉकी मयूर एंड प्रशांत एंड माई सेल्फ वी हैव डन सम वंडरफुल एंजॉयबल ट्रेवल एंड फूड शोज टूगेदर फॉर सेवरल चैनल्स अक्रॉस अबाउट अ डेकेड एंड वी जस्ट थॉट दिस इज अ गुड टाइम दैट इफ यू कान गेट टू द हाईवे वील ब्रिंग द हाईवे टू यू सो यू कैन चेक आउट दैट पॉडकास्ट इज एन ऑल पॉडकास्ट प्लेटफॉर्म and you can also sign up under that podcast for the newsletter where we'll get photographs behind the scene and visual references of what we're talking about and you can catch it every wednesday and sunday it is dropped twice a week then we have a news laundry sena project which should be closing now on the central vista delhi so do contribute to it so that we can give you the full story of the planned extravagance of mr modi of what he wants to create in latin's delhi i guess it's a modi's delhi what's the purpose is it necessary and how did this plan come about we will have hamida working on it she's already working on it and finally you must be a part of news laundry versus news laundry this is only for subscribers by the way we are starting off with those of us within the news laundry team who disagree with each other on a bunch of things the first episode was me versus meghnath on what is better big government or small episode 2 has also been dropped that is our very own manisha hello manisha hello versus ayush on whether aap is dabbling in soft hindutva and um if you're a subscriber you've probably been sent a form to fill and whatever your view you know the phase 2 of this will be subscribers versus us i know many of our subscribers disagree with me or manish on certain things we can have a debate and the idea behind this is let's reclaim the debates a debate can be something that is enriching and can be done between friends who disagree we don't have to be enemies to debate on that note manisha before we get into a discussion what are the headlines covid continues to make headlines in india we have about 12000 cases now 1400 recoveries and 400 deaths some drastic scenes from delhi made headlines where uh, a lot of hundreds and hundreds of workers were on the yamuna bank they've been starving for about 3 days these are people who were living in shelters that caught fire stroll did a detailed piece on this and then ndtv did a piece and then uh, the aap government kind of acted on it and said they've evacuated people from there another uh, thing that really made headlines was a uh, thousands of people who had gathered outside bandra station in mumbai defying a lockdown these were mostly migrant workers from up bihar and west bengal who wanted to go back home they were lati charged in this case there's been some fir's filed against migrant workers there's also an fir against an abp reporter similar scenes from surat about 80 migrants were photographed uh, you know protesting wanted to go back home center has identified about 170 hotspots and uh, narendra modi on april 13 said that the lockdown would extend till may 3rd then media jobs continue to be in peril we have a report on it we will have more reports coming up um this time it is uh, the quint and uh, some some parts of times and then co- uh, the modi administration did not consult icmr appointed covid task force before key decisions uh, no surprises there this report came out in caravan you should check it out a lot of very big decisions were taken with no you know consultation with the task force that was spe- set up precisely for this reason yeah though icmr has denied this report they've right. said that this is factually incorrect also barclays bank cuts india's gdp growth to zero so that is of major concern but um, yeah let's hope for the best imf has strangely said 1.9 for financial year 21 and 22 they've projected 7.4 i think the idea so. <laughs> i mean what everyone is saying is once the this thing comes now once the vaccine comes then it'll the speed at it. which everybody will want to get back to work will be so quick and it will be so i mean everyone will be so excited about getting stuff done that the the climb back will be fast but let's see how that works 
then ahmedabad hospital has been accused of segregating covid wards based on faiths and religion mm-hmm. uh, this appeared in the indian express and the gujarat cm is in self quarantine because he met her mla from the congress party who has later tested positive oh ho the mp mayhem continues to yes wreck have madhya pradesh <laughs> doesn't have a you meant the mp as a member of parliament no, i mean madhya pradesh, madhya pradesh mp so but uh, but the mp does still doesn't have a health minister by yeah, the way yeah 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 and indore is one of the hot spots it's dealing with a lot of cases meanwhile overseas um, you know trump has decided to stop giving money to who he's been criticized majorly for that we had an india today sting operation that we will be discussing in detail and the rupee has fallen to a record low so those of you sitting on dollars it's good luck for you so let's get straight into the panel first so on the panel today we have raman kripal hi manisha pande hello mehraj loan hello and other than the in house chandal chokri joining us is supriya sharma a crack reporter who has done some brilliant on ground journalism she's the executive editor of scroll and earlier was the ndtv welcome supriya hi abhinandan fantastic report here on uh, the delhi homeless well they aren't actually homeless but they are homeless for now because the only shelter they have is under the bridge we shall talk about that report but uh, before we talk about your on ground reporting i just wanted your inputs uh, do you understand marathi yes i do you were in bombay for But a I while yes yes i do understand marathi mala marathi mahit pan maji marathi changli nahi so oh, that Which even means i understand that i understand marathi but i don't speak it very well okay so before we get into the discussion just a little context for our listeners on the day the prime minister's address a few thousand people landed up outside bandara station and uh, depending on who you believe these are people who wanted to take trains back to their respective places they were migrant workers and there is enough evidence to suggest that is the purpose of them having gathered there and uh, the speculation as to why they gathered there some people are blaming a report that abp marathi put out another guy has been arrested who's a small time fixer who spread this on whatsapp but the point is that there was this shit show which is the worst thing that can happen during covid-19 social distancing where thousands of people landed up outside bandra station so this reporter rahul kulkarni of ap majha was arrested for apparently they're saying that he spread fake news about the about trains going with migrants back to up bihar and that's why all those people gathered and he has contributed to that entire confusion have you seen that clip and abp majha has also given a response saying that while they may have ran a news item that these trains are being organized after the pm's address at 10 o'clock they ran story saying no trains will happen so therefore they can't be accused of it what how what would you say on this was it irresponsible reporting is an arrest warranted or is he being made a scapegoat i think he's being made a scapegoat this seems like complete overreach if this reporter made a mistake while reporting and if you know there are genuine mistakes made there's no reason to try and connect his reporting to what happened in bandra terminus mm-hmm. i don't uh, have the full details to be honest i have not watched the clip however whatever little i know of the story just seems that they have found a journalist to blame they found a journalist uh, who they can make a scapegoat because clearly uh, there is a lot that doesn't add up he is a reporter working for a marathi news channel from what i understand many of the migrant workers who had gathered in bandra are from hindi speaking north india hmm. it's very unlikely they were watching his report and taking cues from that and going to the station right it also seems to me that the government itself here is sort of trying to pass on blame for its own poor communication 
we had a situation where the prime minister has addressed the nation like with like less than 24 hours before the lockdown ends. He, the lockdown ends on April 14, and he's speaking to the nation in the morning on April 14. Why was this done so last minute? When you know people are on tenterhooks, why couldn't the government have communicated at least like two days in advance, telling people that it's unlikely that this situation is going to change? Prepare people instead of sort of dropping a last minute bomb, right? Where people who are desperately uh, in need for food and shelter who are stranded in these uh, completely alien cities, badly wanting to go back to their families. You can't do this to them. You can't leave them, you know, literally to the last, minute, the last right. minute. Back up, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's a very so, good point. Hmm. But beyond the fact that there was very poor communication from the top level of the government, what is also really astounding is that the Indian Railways allowed people to book tickets. Hmm. Hmm. Indian Railway kept its ticket bookings open. And so if I was a migrant stuck somewhere in some city, desperate to get back home, and if I have booked, if I, if I go online on IRCTC, if I'm able to buy a ticket for, say, April 15th, in the hope that the trains will start working then, then, you know, I, I mean, I'm already geared to thinking that I'm going home, right? So why keep the train bookings open? So there's still, uh, you know, poor communication, poor decision-making at the government level, which is not being addressed. Instead, you make a reporter a scapegoat and go to the extent of arresting him. I mean, if you, if you want to persist with the idea that media misinformation led to, you know, people showing up at the railway station, then fine. I mean, you want to investigate it. I would say even an FIR at this stage without establishing facts would be premature, but it's kind of still within the remit of, you know, extraordinary times and an unprecedented situation and the government wanting to ensure that there is no misinformation. Uh, but to, to actually go ahead and arrest a reporter seems to be complete overreach. I see. Sir, uh, what is your take on this? You've seen the clip, the Majha clip. Uh, you haven't seen the Marathi anchor no, clip. I've seen it. Seen I it. unfortunately I haven't watched the Marathi clip. I do want to. It's okay. just been, as everybody else, all newsrooms are overwhelmed. And uh, mm. I have colleagues who've uh, been on this story, so I haven't yet had a chance to watch the clip myself. Hmm. But uh, regardless of, of what was reported, I, I whatever I have read, the clarification offered by the channel and the reporting around this doesn't seem to suggest that this came out of thin air. The reporter sure. was citing a, a railway document. Now, the railway says that this letter was some sort of a preliminary draft. But the fact is that the railway is not outrightly denying that there was any such letter. So which means there was some basis. To the and the letter has a sign, so I don't know how it can be a draft. I mean, there's a proper signature. It, it, it's probably not meant for public circulation or for public consumption, but it's definitely an internal circular that went around. Yeah, exactly. So it's some internal circular which did not or was not uh, meant for public consumption. But there is a document that the reporter was citing from. And to me, again, I caveat with it, this with the fact that I have not personally seen the clip. But it does seem to me that, you know, by this yardstick, you know, a lot of media reporting could basically be hauled up. Um, mm. A lot of us could be actually being arrested because the fact is that this government is not giving us enough information. And in this like sort of vacuum, uh, reporters are trying their best to get whatever pieces of information they can out of the system. Sure. And in that, if you get hold of a letter, a signed letter of the Indian Railways, I mean, 
you will run it, it. it it's a natural decision to want to run it right right because actually calling up the railway spokesperson or someone in the ministry is not going to get you a clarification as we have been you know experiencing with the health ministry where reporters are sending questions after questions to the health ministry which are going unanswered in fact even the press conferences that were being held the health secretary would not take any questions from anyone except ani and doordarshan but sir what is your take on this entire case the two three things i think uh, this reporter became an alibi for the government miscommunication that is true but uh, that the reporter has committed the mistake yes he did Hmm. because even when you get internal documents uh you do not run it because you know that there is already a lockdown hmm. happening and on 14th a new announcement is going to come hmm. whether so so i don't think i mean as an editor i will not run it hmm. uh till uh, you know i confirm uh, it completely is an internal and it ran about half an hour before the address you do it okay. but you know uh the miscommunication yes see when when you are selling the tickets railway the volvos had also sold the tickets yeah the buses all the buses they all uh, had been selling it online hmm. and uh, i think i read it somewhere i mean railway i think did a very brisk business of 38 It's, lakh they have to they have to cancel 39 lakh tickets 39 now lakh. But, the, but the thing is that i also read somewhere that i mean i don't know if this is true i was trying to search if there's any news item there is a convenience fee that is charged right online mm. for booking mm. yeah they are keeping the convenience fee or they refunding the convenience fee they don't normally under but in normally this circumstances they don't but they don't i don't know, know what I they mean, are saying i mean it would be interesting to check maybe yes. we should do a report that yes. are they refunding that because otherwise they'll make shit loads just for that's convenience that's what i'm fee. saying but they're not just making money through the convenience fee no the, the, the fact, fact that 39 lakh tickets the minute you buy a ticket ah. you oh, made the money. On, correct a, a transaction sure money. the money has got on Yeah, you made a transaction, so you paid them money. The money is in their account for a few days. When they initiate refunds, that'll happen in a few days, right? So there, this improves their cash flow basically. They have at least some money in their bank account for a while, right? I mean, both for Indian Railways and the airlines. In the in the back about fifteen twenty years ago, I had done a very big project for a very large corporate house, one of the largest in the country, and I, you know, money kept getting delayed two months, three months, four months, six months. and we had made friends with people inside we said guys like surely you guys can pay us like you are so big so sir ya to incentive hota hai jitna delay kar lo utna interest hum milta hai na no you have charged gst also that i mean you have done lot of things sure. Uh, sure. so you have done lots uh, mm. so you have done you have done some brisk witness but you never informed your the person who is buying the ticket that it is subjected to or, or you know an announcement so, I mean, on 14 so i mean i think one point is that why is everything last minute ki bhai You know the drama. That today, what will he say? Will it be extended? Will it not? Well, three days earlier, yeah. I mean, you don't. Everything doesn't have to be a, a release of like Fast and Furious Part Eight, Nine, Ten. You tell us at Part Two whether Part Five is coming or not. Yeah, just yeah. Sorry, so, so, so about two thousand. 2000... But actually, so many states were able to do that. Mm-hmm. No, like the mm-hmm. fact is that there were at least four states that did it three days before April Fourteen. Yes, Punjab. Uh, I think uh, Orissa. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were quite a few states. Mm-hmm. That, But Odisha uh, was the first. Then Punjab and Rajasthan quickly followed up, yeah. and then Telunga the other states started Telunga also announced. making announcements. Yeah, Delhi also Delhi. He pretty Delhi much. Also, I mean, uh, the indication was clear that he's going to continue. No, but, but the people who assembled over there had no connection with APP Maja News whatsoever. Hmm. I mean, they, those people they had bought the tickets, and in anticipation that they would, uh, you know, finally. be able to go back home so they gathered over there i see uh, mehraj you're take on this but before that i just want to say that for those of you who haven't seen the clip 
One is the bit where the reporter says, there's this document. It's it's not a circular, it's an internal memo. But then the anchor, when he's saying that, I don't understand Marathi. I got a, Marathi, a colleague from office to translate that for me. He is saying conclusively that trains will take you to whatever so many districts or whatever such and such states. And the, mm. you know, that music playing, text coming, this excited guy in a studio, you know, that doesn't translate to editorial processes. That is purely the drama and the spectacle of television. Um, now, I mean, I don't know whether it's lost in translation. Does that, I mean, does one have to, even if it's accurate, does it have to be communicated in a more accurate way? So, yeah, Meharaj, please go ahead. One point about this is that, I mean, TV is like that. Even if somebody dies, they do that drama. Mm. Even when it's a very somber occasion. One Another point, like Supriya said, I mean, if you have to haul up a person, a reporter for uh, misreporting, what about the editor? What about the owner of the channel? There's a process. You can't blame just the person on the lowest rung. And if that is the yardstick that you're taking, arresting people for misinformation, 90% of the TV should be behind jail right now. For That's bigger all. crimes. Yeah, and for <laughs> much, much bigger crimes. So this is just scapegoating and this is just like kind of a distraction like both, these point, both of these people pointed out. Most likely these people didn't watch that channel because it's in Marathi. And they had booked tickets and they were either had booked tickets or either were going there to see if they could get a ticket to go home. And if these people were, say, instigated, I saw a report in the morning, uh, a clip from um, Garo South of India, they saying this is a conspiracy. Why is it a conspiracy? Yeah, he, of course, yeah, India is going on a different... Some, somebody is instigating them. This if was somebody uh, is all channels doing that. Yeah, but here, Rajesh Sharma said, I mean, I mean, a needless detail put in was, why are they gathering outside Jama Masjid? You know, they were trying to give ah. it this hmm. Muslim spin. The Muslim spin. Yeah. So if because it's a conspiracy, if they were instigated, what about the people who have been walking home 700 kilometers since the first day they started? Mm. Who's been instigating them? These are people who just want to go home because that's the only place they still have some semblance of a sports system. There were uh, the reports Priya did yesterday. There were other reports about these people. They're just saying we want to go home because what if we get sick here? Who's going to take care of us? Right. For now, maybe we'll get food from charity from the government and there's some shelter what if we get sick what if something happens to us who's yeah, going to take care of exactly there's yes, a, there's a social everybody system. wants to go home in fact there was a it's news item of this day. Gujarati tourist stranded somewhere in the hills Uttarakhand yeah. they sent luxury buses to get them back mm. why can't the same thing be done for these people why can't the army be mobilized for example or the railways be mobilized and take them home in quarantine conditions how difficult is that oh, I was just uh, going to add to what you said Abhinandan there is a genuine problem with the way TV reports news. We have to accept that. I think we also uh, need to examine this a little closely to, to see why ABP Maja would not apologize if it has indeed made a genuine mistake. Because I think what distinguishes news organizations, credible news organizations from propaganda machines is exactly this. We are all liable to make mistakes. But as responsible journalists, when we discover that we have made a mistake, we not only like make a correction or clarification, um, we also apologize. It's easier for those of us who work in the digital medium because we can actually go back and, and update and, uh, you know, clarify. And I would imagine it's a little harder for uh, TV channels. Also, the damage is done because people have watched it. Uh, you know, there's been a live broadcast. And yet, I would think while there is a case to be made for improving... Uh, you know, media's internal systems of check, especially at this time, the media needs to be far more responsible putting out information. And I think we should all, you know, at, at like it shouldn't really now become sort of a trade-off between how journalists are defending 
their own because sure. we are actually pointing out to systemic problems in especially television journalism which need to be addressed and overall asking for more responsible responses from everyone concerned and in this case maybe AB, abp manja it's been pushed to the back uh, a reporter's been arrested but it should still perhaps you know it it owes its its viewers a clarification at this point manisha your take on this abp so, manja so uh, rahul Rakas. kulkarni the guy who's been arrested he put out the circular on which he based the report the circular is dated 13th april 2020 and here's what it says it says During video conference held on 13-04-2020, it is decided to run Jan Sadharan specials for clearing stranded passengers, migrant labor of unreserved segment. So it's very clearly saying it's decided to run. And in this regard, and then it goes on to say that all senior DCMs are once again requested to critically analyze the number of stranded passengers as well as migrant labors and submit the detailed proposal along with. a uh, clear originating and destination destination stations and this is the 13th which is one day before yeah. prime minister's address yeah. that means till the 13th the railway ministry also didn't know what the prime minister is going to say exactly so Dude, what apparently even the covid task force didn't know yeah, either so when a so. reporter gets something like this and his report i think first went out at 9 o'clock in the morning our colleague prateek is going to give us a really detailed report on everything that's happened but one report goes out at 9 where rahul kulkarni reads out from the circular and i think it's pretty okay to read it out i mean if you get something a circular like this of course the anchor shouldn't have gone into this whole dramatic mode and then abp maja's website after the pm has announced a national lockdown put out a story saying ki you know with details of migrants being able to go out so histrionics aside i do i don't see where the reporter has screwed up so massively so as to warrant an arrest so the digital He's story basing, you're saying was after the prime minister's address yeah. and even that story is misleading yeah So the digital okay. story is what this is what Pratik tells me, and this will be there in the story uh, that after the prime minister's address, the web team shouldn't have put that up. But yeah, I don't know, maybe the web, web team just you know. Well, if on, the railway minister doesn't know, the prime minister is going to say it's okay for the web team uh, to not know what. But I think for the reporter Rahul Kulkarni, I think it's hugely uh, unfair to put him behind. And again, he's a reporter. I mean, if anything, it should be the editor who should be, you know. Hmm. ABP uh, has come out with the statement. Statement, yeah, I yeah. read that that they have said that they stand by the reporter. There was mm-hmm. what he said was accurate. There is no denial from the Ministry of Railways. So yeah, I mean, I I get that. Uh, I think there is. Um, yeah, I, I think arresting him anyway is ridiculous. So but anyway, this again the... distracts from the fundamental problem here, which is that these people are stranded. most of them without food and without shelter they want to go home why is that not being taken care of it's yeah. already been 3 weeks i mean shouting conspiracy so what are they trying to say They're, these are being instigated all they want to say is okay fine mm. they're being instigated why don't they die quietly and starve quietly is that what they're trying to say i thought there say? was a really funny tweet on this by this guy called punster who's like that awkward moment when bihari and up migrants want to leave maharashtra and maharashtra government is like no no stay back <laughs> yeah so i thought So, so Priya, speaking of you know migrants who are stuck neither here nor there, you've done a phenomenal ground report. By the way, you can click on the link; it'll be below this hafta page on hundreds, if not thousands, of uh, migrant labour that is camping out under the bridge of the Yamuna. Just tell us a bit about why are they there? Where where were they before this? And what did you find when you went there? So on Saturday, news broke that three shelters in Delhi had been set on fire. Three shelters where migrant workers were being housed. So this was coming right after we had seen videos from Gujarat showing migrant workers come out on the streets to demand that they be allowed to go home. You guys must have seen those videos where yes. you see workers uh, pouring out, and uh, some of them even set some carts on fire. Hmm. I think seventy of them were subsequently arrested. But that was the first, uh, you know, major 
episode of uh, migrant unrest and this happened on friday so when on saturday news broke that three shelters have been set on fire in delhi i mean it seemed to be a huge deal however next morning there were very sketchy reports about what exactly had happened indian express reported that one inmate had jumped in the river and drowned uh, also that there had been heated arguments over food space mosquitoes i felt that this story really needed to be reported in greater detail and i really wanted to go and see things for myself but i don't have a car and at this time in the lockdown it was you know impossible to get a taxi i kind of assumed that uh, you know this story would be picked up and there would be more reports the next day in the papers however that didn't happen either on monday again there were very sketchy reports there was a photograph though that showed workers uh, sitting out in the open um eventually on tuesday my colleague and i uh, vijayata lalwani and i we managed to somehow get there and uh, as we sort of approach these night shelters so these night shelters are basically these steel cabins which are pretty much constructed on the main road this is sort of opposite the interstate bus terminal at kashmiri gate roughly that area where uh, you know it's it's like a very dense part of the city at all times you go you'll find you know thousands of people there but at this time it was easy there was nobody out on the roads and these night shelters we could see from a distance itself that there was you know you could see that they had been burnt because while they were made of steel and they were still standing intact there was all the telltale signs of fire arson so we saw them we stopped and we tried to sort of walk in and that's where a group of policemen and civil defense volunteers tried to stop us and they and we explained that we were journalists and that we'd come to take a closer look and they said you can take photos from right here from the road you don't have to go inside uh, the rest of the media has also come and taken photos from here nobody has gone inside but we sort of pushed through and and we walked past them we walked past the police tape and they tried to follow us but by then we were gone further in and we found there were people on the banks of the river so these shelters are constructed right on the banks of the river between the road and the river and as as we crossed them we found a lot of people there and we started talking to them some of them were older residents people who live in shanties uh, along the banks basically they've been living there for a very long time uh, and they were there right outside the the shelters and the policemen were also standing there so these guys we we asked them you know what the situation was whether they were getting food and they said they're they're fine but i could sense that that's partly you know said under duress because hmm, because the hmm. cops are standing right there so then we just walked further down we walked about a kilometer along the, the banks and and we met like several groups of workers it was very hard to estimate how many people were there but there were hundreds and hundreds of people uh, and we walked all the way down a kilometer nearly a kilometer i would say down that is the is is this sort of trans yamuna bridge called the yudhishthir setu and under that bridge we there was a very large collection of people and these were people who were sitting on on small pieces of cloth literally gamcha bichha ke baithe the so typically just... these guys are workers from what small factories printing presses like or they are labor construction workers is there i mean is there a typical profile of the person there or is it like diverse and from all sorts and geographically so, yeah, so also are they from there, are they from one geography we, yeah that's what we were curious about and we were working under the assumption that these were migrant workers who had been bussed in by the administration and brought to these shelters but as soon as we got there it was very clear that these were tiny shelters uh, later an official told us that uh, they were just uh, there was just capacity for 100 odd people in these shelters the fact that there were hundreds and hundreds of people there is not because they were bussed in from other parts of the city but these are people who essentially live and work in old delhi so 
you know, many of them were people who spent most of their day working in Old Delhi and who would sleep maybe outside a shop in Old Delhi or oh, would see, have okay. would share a tiny space with other people because most migrants cannot afford to, you know, rent a house. So they're mostly crammed into spaces with other migrants. And at this time, I guess a lot of them could no longer even afford to stay there. So they, they came out and, and they found themselves gravitating to the banks because that's where the food distribution was taking place. Now to, to respond to your question, who are these people? Now these people, we didn't meet any factory workers. We met daily wage workers. These are people who pick up odd jobs. They hardy basically. They'll pick up, yeah, they'll pick up, uh, you know, some of them would work as loaders one day as construction workers another day. A lot of them would work in the shadi party business, by which they mean that they go out and pitch tents. Hmm. Um, you know, so so they pick up odd jobs. So they'll say that they do beldari, which is construction, hmm. and, you know, an assortment of things. There's also a thriving bus terminal right there. So a lot of them, you know, do loading, unloading. So basically, these are people who are unskilled, casual workers. And most of them were from states in the North India. There were several people we met from UP, Bihar, Uttarakhand. But there were some people from further away. There were people we met from Chhattisgarh, Madhya Pradesh. Uh, I also met a man from a Tamil-speaking family, though he told me that he had never been to Tamil Nadu. Oh. <laughs> All right. So, um, so great work. Yeah. Just one uh, quick last question. Uh, any reason why you don't shoot video when you go? No, I actually do. We often do uh, embed video in our stories. In this case, it was particularly hard to shoot video because, you know, a lot of the workers did not want us to even identify them by name hmm. because there's there's this sort of uh, cloud of police violence hanging in the air. They are very apprehensive right. of what might happen if they get identified. Um, you know, what was actually shocking was that we had gone to investigate what had led to, you know, the fire. We had gone to investigate the the reports that we had read about a man drowning in the river. But at the end of it, what the story that we came back was that after the fire broke out, the government stopped distributing food for nearly three days. There was no food distribution by the government. And most workers felt it was some form of collective punishment because someone set the shelters on fire. You know, they were collectively being punished by the government it was how they perceived matters. But Sorry, this is such an important part of... I mean, there's such a learning I was discussing with Raman, sir on how a general distrust of your government and also between communities plays out in the most horrible ways at times like this. And even when you want to correct something, you can't. Because I was speaking with someone very informed in Delhi, uh, the establishment. They said there was a serious problem of, you know, some of the people from the tablik, you know, who were going out and not wanting to be identified or tested. Now, it was very irresponsible. But he said, I see where they're coming from. Because the moment they see Modi and CAA and the whole, you know, they don't trust what you, why do you want to test me? What do you want to, why do you want to know where I went? Is my family at risk? So something that should be a purely a procedural public health exercise becomes this, this thing where one party doesn't want to cooperate with the government because the history between them is such. Then another state government who wants to kind of correct the situation gets where that distrust is coming from, yet wants to point out you're being irresponsible. A society that is distrustful of each other and of the government is screwed. And I think this is a piece I haven't seen anywhere. I'd like, Raman, sir, so we mm-hmm. were discussing this. Yeah, yeah, we were discussing. That, you know, what, what this person official I spoke to said that, you know, we want to, we want to kind of 
tell them guys you got to get tested you can't keep hiding and we don't want to make a big deal about it because we know if we make a big deal about it it'll be picked up by the channels and played as a muslim thing you know what i mean but those mm. guys are distrustful because they the history is such that they don't want to you know interact with the government so they don't even want they don't believe they they ought to protect them and this is such exactly. this is such a telling point and someone more articulate than me should write an opinion piece maybe mehraj you should that how this completely screws up governance when the team goes to a muslim locality asking ki what is your name how many members in your family so the moment they start talking about it they think they, this is about nrc no and also the point is if you point this out one is not condoning what happened in the muradabad it's horrible yes. you cannot do that and those people must be punished but i'm talking about the larger in the macro picture not as individual incidents yeah distrust doesn't is is distrust adds friction to efficient governance you know when i was making my notes for this uh, for the discussion this is exactly what i was try- was going to say supriya did that wonderful uh, video series when she went to uh, muzaffar muzaffar nagar after the ca protest hmm. policeman vigilante is barging into muslims homes looting them killing them beating them up molesting the women and then two weeks three weeks four weeks later these same people are coming and saying we are there, here for your goodwill why should they why do you so this is most starkly you can see this in kashmir for example so there's this soldier who comes to your home every day whenever he comes you are either going to get beaten up you are going to be hauled off to the army camp or something and then one fine day these same guys come for the census your first reaction is to run to hide or to just lie to them mm. this is human psychology trust isn't built in and there's no switch for trust that you turn it off and on right. it's either earned it's either given over a lifetime it doesn't happen overnight and rhetoric plays a big big part in it and if your rhetoric is going the other way yes and then there's another thing i mean muslims even though there have been so many efforts to ghettoize them but they're still part of the same structure same institutions the hate tv isn't just broadcast to hindus mm. the muslims watch the same channels they wo- read the same newspapers they see this demonization and then you are going to them and telling them okay we are coming here to for your for your good that doesn't happen it doesn't work like that when you think one of the important things that to uh, follow to up on what mehraj said the saying, fake news and rumors yeah. spread through but, whatsapp uh, that only I makes mean, it worse i mean one of the things that how do muslims also perceive what's being said about them or what is their connect to the government it is the channels that they perceive as you know government mouthpieces like republic or z news and just look at how they covered bandra itself everyone from rajat to arnab to uh, पीपल ऑन न्यूज नेशन दे एक्सप्लिसिटली सेट कि मस्जिद के आगे ही क्यों भीड़ इकट्ठा होती है मस्जिद के आगे ही क्यों हमेशा ऐसा होता है एंड यू नो करोना बॉम्ब और कॉन्स्टेंटली सो वेन यू गोन सी दैट इवन इन मास मीडिया यू आर जस्ट बींग शोन एज दीज यू नो टेरर बॉम्ब और दी स्प्रेडर ऑफ वायरसेज यूर ऑल्सो गोन फील दैट ओके मे बी इवन इफ आई डोट हैव अ वायरस दे गोन टेल मी दैट आई हैव द करोना वायरस आई मीन दट ऑफ थिंग्स दट गो थ्रू योर माइंड सो आई थिंक मोर देन द गवर्मेंट ऑल्सो मोदी गवर्मेंट ऑल्सो आई ब्लेम द मीडिया the kind of atmosphere they've created with the narrative and this is not just english channels but so you know that that dainik bhaskar little crossword that they did that the mm. crossword had questions like uh, corona india mein kiski wajah se phaila and the clue is you know that's a clue tablee ki jamaat was bhaskar but not just so that I mean, you have yeah, crosswords you like that and you have a situation you know? where the government makes a point in every health ministry briefing to tell us how many of the new cases that have been detected are from tablighi jamaat you have delhi government mm. create a column for tablighi jamaat mm. markaz cases as they pointed so while it's true i agree with you uh, manisha that the media has really played a sordid role in this whole saga but let's also not 
you know presume that the government has nothing to do with this yeah no and and if the prime minister can come out and say you know don't attack health workers or the health workers you know you should not be he said that you know don't don't bully them or whatever why can he not come i mean well this is a stupid question to ask i'm not going to yeah, even ask but it. but yeah he should but say yeah. that don't communalize <laughs> it but he never mentions but he can that just he mentions come out and everything say that in, this virus affects everything. everyone you know don't stigmatize a community look at his seven or six commandments the you know whole communalization of this epidemic is completely shameful but just to point out that that there is also here a kind of class stigma that's being brought in the fact the way migrant workers daily wage workers have been completely abandoned by the government they don't feature in this discussion there's there's very little attention being paid to what they're experiencing is also reflecting class bias and it's something that the workers themselves point out to you they say for instance even the workers sitting on the banks of yamuna some of them are picking up the daily newspapers from the street outside and they are appalled to see that their situation is is not there at all being it's you know it, it doesn't it's not on the front page of the paper it's not in the inside pages of the paper so they they feel completely abandoned by both government and society and uh, again they their levels of trust in the state are very low because as we know any anyone who has to encounter the indian police on the streets and these are daily wage workers who spend a lot of time on the street they 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 have seen the brutal face of the indian state and even now wherever you go where food is being distributed you'd see that the way the police is is sort of managing the crowds they're doing it in their rough and ready way in my own neighborhood in delhi i went to a government school where food was being distributed people had queued up in a completely orderly way they had kept enough distance between themselves some women had sat down on the road because this was a long queue about 100 people and their turn would have taken at least 15 to 20 minutes so they sat down it was it was 1 pm in the afternoon it was fairly hot completely understandable for them to want to sit on the road and nobody should have a problem with it but the policeman came and banged his lathi on the road asking them to stand up so you know this is the face of the indian state the policeman with the lathi so and, stupid and the policeman with up? the lathi is the one who is right now dealing with migrant workers so we have a callous state we don't have a compassionate state right yeah to add to what supriya was saying earlier in delhi northeast delhi where the carnage happened just last month there are allegations that police are coming to the homes picking up muslim boys and then asking the families to pay them or otherwise they'll infect those people with coronavirus huh? yeah oh. there have been videos out of that i mean even if it's an allegation but you can say, and we did a story also about how even after the outbreak happened police were going into homes and picking up random muslims all over that place so when they come with again to you and say we are here to help you i mean how do you trust them i don't believe that uh, supriya has to drop off supriya thanks so much for joining us thank you for having me yes before you go any recommendation well i would just say that we need to really report on food 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 for the next few days because this lockdown has been extended beyond the lockdown as well economic activity is not going to resume at full stream there are lots of people who are going hungry and i think at this point Uh, a lot of our reporting should focus on the fact that that there are people who are going hungry and we should put pressure on the government to release the excess food stocks lying in its godowns i mean there's a real and genuine case here for the government to go well and beyond the public distribution system to universalize food rations for the center to give states all of this wheat and rice that uh, fci has been like hoarding up so i think that's that should be one major uh, reporting focus uh, for the next few days anumeya yadav hmm. did a very good story on food security 
so we'll be doing uh, that so we have done we'll, oh, oh, that's we'll be doing a few uh, more anomia. so great thanks supriya good luck and thank you for your work here yeah. thanks so much thanks guys stay safe all right bye 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 so you were saying uh, no i was saying that prime minister here is a prime minister who gives seven commandments hmm. seven or i think six <laughs> seven commandments hmm. and, yeah. and in these six he is literally you know spoon feeding you garam pani piyo haldi wala kaada piyo hmm. but he cannot say communalize matter yeah I mean, it's i mean it's yeah it's very it's telling really I mean, shows he doesn't even have to say muslims ko he can simply say ki this disease is not doesn't see religion caste creed Haan. it will attack all of us this so let's is, be together i mean uh, a simple line like that is all enough for me earlier when they were uh, that that cow vigilante and all even then he never said anything and today when things are so difficult Mm. So he's not saying a word, and that indication will be enough for channels to go. But speaking of channels, yeah, also there he is... won't say it because it benefits him no, politically and other. Yeah, 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 the political benefit that is that. But, but what but is this report about Times now is also being hauled up for running fake news? What is that? I just got that. Yeah, apparently the Home Minister uh, of Maharashtra has filed. As, I mean, he wants Times now and Republic both. Okay. Because of misleading uh, reports on his daughter. Daughter. What is daughter and ki daughter ko kya naam covid 19 ho gaya and they also revealed the name so so they said ki why you are so you're saying republic and times, times. now times. reveal said that one of the minister's daughter ah, has covid 19 yes, they said that on their show on their show and that's not true or he says it's not true or the what the name even if it was true so you why the name was not true. there's a circular we have in marathi which ah. i don't understand but we ah. so so there's a story on that too I see. So there's action being taken against Times and Republic on that. Mm-hmm. I see by the state uh, Pratik government. Pratik is working on this story. Pratik is working on this. Story. Okay, fine. So we'll have more details hopefully when we go. Okay. So moving on from here, I just like to move on to the sting operation that India Today did, and we've got a critique and a reported piece on it, which done by Chitranshu, a very fine piece. Although I was curious to find, maybe we can add that in an updated version. The one of the madarsas, what do you call the madarsa chief? Whatever the 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 Malvin Urdu charge. word is Mothamim, but it's caretaker. Caretaker. The caretaker of yeah. that one was a one apparently on the hidden camera accepted that he had bribed the cops. Right? Is he the one who didn't speak with us? Because no, no, he spoke. He spoke. So why did he say he bribed the cops? He did. For he what? He did bribe them. He did bribe. Just to just keep them away to keep the, them from harassing the police. The police were saying, "Give him to my, you know." स्टोरीज but why it doesn't matter because we won't be able to establish it mm. simple i mean yeah. as reporter i won't be able to establish it mm. okay but so then you can't really uh, carry uh, that you can't really carry that right no, also what no, was I mean, the this story thing is there wrong to begin with from yeah. to begin ah, with it was yes, absolutely it stupid was wrong. there, there, there are these stupid story. students mostly destitute if you know how madrasas work they are mostly residential schools for usually orphans destitute children who whose parents can't even Afford to send them to a government school. They're mm. just allowed to buy uniform and stuff and all that. So they go to residential schools where they are taught religion and us- today usually other stuff also English, Urdu, and all that other stuff. And they get food. They get a place to stay. They grow up there basically. 
and lockdown is suddenly imposed where are they supposed to go in fact that was very well brought out by chitranchu that yeah. the advisory of the government advisory was that for yeah. residential schools now you wherever they are stay, stay stay put don't go anywhere so they're actually following the advisory and also we got train tickets also, i mean they, they, had had yeah, tickets, they had train so, tickets huh? booked which that detail uh, indirectly didn't show they didn't train that they had were, train tickets uh, booked for that time which so the intentions were right exactly so and all the, intentions were right and there was they, enough evidence of that yes. which so everything that there was evidence of uh, indirectly didn't show they didn't show what there was just yeah. see yeah, sorry uh, miraj please do come in after this but you know my biggest problem is i know so you are pretty much 100% rejector of rejector of sting operations mm-hmm. as a as a device I'm not a hundred percent rejecter of sting operations. Like I've given this example often enough that BBC documentary where this guy infiltrated this gang of football hooligans who used to claim they stab cops for fun. And but I mean the level and the I mean how long he remained undercover and did that. It wasn't like one afternoon he went took one guy saying yes I stabbed a cop and next day BBC ran it. He infiltrated that entire gang. How it works? Who were the cops that were stabbed? He checked was a cop stabbed. Then it was stabbed. The police you know station had a record of it. The hospital had a record of it. The thing about a sting is, the moment you do the sting, whatever is the outcome, you have established something very sinister is happening. So when there are gangs going around stabbing cops, or uh, you know that of this uh, people who are smuggled, um, I think CNN had done that or Channel Four, you know, from uh, from Africa, they smuggle slaves pretty much, you know, to parts of Eastern Europe and stuff. That was a sting. When something is that level, then it's a sting. The moment you choose that as your device, you have established something sinister is happening. Therefore, in my view, a sting is done once you have enough evidence to say something very sinister is happening. Then you go ahead and do the sting, which has to tie up with your other investigation. Sting by itself is not an investigation. A, everything that they did, you could have done without a hidden camera. Yeah, and I think they wanted to make it a dr- drama spectacle, tie into the Muslim this thing and. I mean, for all Rahul Kamal's, you know, on on Twitter saying that this is a story that had to be told, it was the the corporate word. We will dovetail our soap product with our other product because this is a good time to dovetail that product. They were dovetailing this product in the bigger product, which is the whole anti-Muslim rhetoric across media. And I I don't see how that you can deny that. No, Sorry. I also <laughs> say just one that sting alone cannot be investigation. but i also feel that at times if if you're doing some investigation mm. and if you need a little string so that can be part of it but that has to be corroborated right i i think you put it very well i mean they just went because they had this narrative and they were trying to find something to force fit into it <laughs> so they found this and usually like i said the last time also indians especially upper caste upper class hindus who usually populate the tv studios they really don't try to understand muslims ever and until it's time to demonize them so they go they they don't know how a madrasa works they don't know the people who are there where they come where they go for like this detail for example april 11 their tickets were booked why in the middle of like mm. no season because the fasting month is after that so madrasas usually break for that month that's a chutti wala month so they go home and spend that month at home and come back after eid no and i think um one of the firstly it didn't warrant a sting at all because one of the madrasa guys actually willfully came on to india tv and other channel and spoke about the madrasa mm. and where he was lauded as a madrasa you know that was following mm. social distancing whatever social distancing they can do in the small establishment so th- this did not require sting and india today does this consistently they keep going after these small fries they did it with the abp thing where they stung some low level guy and here ABP? they were again 
after the jnu abvp abvp acha abvp i said they did a stunt abvp my god no. this is taking no this stunt abvp but they stung some first year sad ass student from abvp and it was like because they don't have the balls to obviously go after the guys you know at hmm. the top the same thing they've done here is they've just some lowly you know some poor chap who's running a madrasa stung them for no reason and if you uh, the guy has tickets and the thing is also that it doesn't matter if they're poor or not or whether they're orphans or not these are kids this establishment works as a sort of a hostel if people are stuck in a hostel because there's a national lockdown what do they do and mm. this is true for i'm sure there are rss shakas jo rss ke schools hain jo rss ke hostels hain what are the schools called the two varieties shishu mandir shishu mandir there also a lot of students stay Hmm. So I'm sure there also you know children are staying put because you can't move around even in fancy colleges and universities you have hostels where children are staying i mean they're fancy so they have more exactly. space and these the are detail, poor places they have that much space and that much resources exactly in one of the details in the story is where this guy says that the guy who stung them came in the, under the pretext of helping the children i think hmm. that's devious that's disgusting you don't go pretending to help children sting them don't take their word even after a sting at least even cobra pose does that and i'm no fan of cobra pose but even with their stings after they've stung they, they send a questionnaire, questionnaire to the guys who they've stung ki bhai now what do you have to say we've caught you on camera saying this why didn't india today do that no. with these madrasa guys true and so also you, i find it strange that and you know uh, supriya was saying that even if you were to ask the government questions they don't answer i mean i want to say that the problem with the media is that they think that's okay because that's how they behave when we sent rahul kamal a questionnaire if you are so bloody confident about your story send answers the point is you also belong to that same mindset that same caste and economic privilege that the establishment has become you believe i don't have you got to explain you did a shit job you've been asked five questions if you're that confident answer hell you know i'd be happy to answer anything that we do ask me a question i bloody even go to times now for places man <laughs> you know i bring it on yeah to patli gali se nikal jate this is the problem to add to culture of lack of accountability it happens everywhere that's why you need a media i mean you needed to create a media critic side because media doesn't, doesn't do this doesn't do it exactly and the only big point here was that this was a madrasa that's all yeah. and the same thing you'd see uh, speaking on this bandra thing news nation so when this bandra thing broke uh one of the gentlemen there's a video going viral where he's at the masjid with a loudspeaker addressing the crowd and saying allah ka wasta hai aap log wapas jaiye hmm. you know he invokes allah a lot of times and says ki there's such a lockdown everyone's in trouble i understand you're in pain but go, go back, back. Hmm. this is a good thing that he's doing news nation takes that clip and says ye dekhiye allah ka naam liya ja raha hai ye pata nahi kya karne ki koshish kar rahe hain can My you not God, hear can you not yeah. just because so he disgusting. said allah you're just going to use that and it's working I mean it's so scary that people are blind it people are not going to listen to what he says it is working people are going to hear allah people are going to see muslim and they're going to say oh this these muslims have created this problem i mean the only good thing about and this tablighi all of a sudden become the all of a sudden become the entire muslim community yeah, yeah. and i'm telling you if covid really i hope that doesn't happen but if it really goes out of hand in india you're going to see some real terrible communal tensions because that has already seeped into a lot of people's mind that yes. this is because of muslims that virus has spread at the mm. speed that it has yes. this is exactly the same thing that happened in rwanda mm. all of us should go back and read those books uh-huh. re- listen like, to those journalists exact like, same thing this time media rumble that that has to be a session we will have a virtual media rumble but we will have you know the people from rwanda we will have you know the professors who've written books on it we should definitely definitely do that i want to uh, you know move forward and discuss 
um, some of the other things regarding WHO being cut off by the US, how smart or not smart that is, but we have a few letters. One thing about the letters this time, which is very nice, is that they're all very short. So, Aditya, have you only kept the short letters or are they actually genuinely very short? So, that's good. So, then we can include more. So, this one is from Nijumzen. Okay, how, I don't even know how to pronounce that name. This subscriber says, Hi, Abhinandan, subscriber here, just had an idea. Could you include someone from the healthcare frontline dealing with coronavirus head-on appear on Hafta? It could be a doctor, nurse or even an Anganwadi worker. Let us know what's going on there on the ground, the issues and everything. Uh, well, um, a note here is we did in last week's Charcha episode 111 when we were do- joined by Dr. Vijay Harda, the Associate Professor of Pulmonary Medicine at Ames and Dr. Neha Sharma. You can check that out on episode 111 of Charcha. But I will tell you, Nij, can I call you Nij? We are planning, hopefully within, if not this week, definitely early next week. We've seen a lot of webinars where there is an economist on one window, a doctor on one window. We want to do a webinar where we have someone who's sitting under the Yamuna Bridge in one window, maybe an Anganwadi worker in one window, and someone who is directly impacted, you know, by you know not having enough food, mm-hmm. or people are going around delivering food. So thanks. That is something that we just discussed today. Uh, how we're going to do that? The logistics. Uh, but we will def- you will be seeing that for sure within the week. And we did a report on Anganwadi, very detailed report. Right. Uh, Asha workers. Uh, Asha workers. So, so no, I think what Nij says is firsthand, as a, rather than us giving the mm-hmm. message, that person gives his or her own message. So, yes, we are already working on that. Hopefully, you should have one in a few days. Also, hopefully, in the coming week or the next week, so I'm uh, setting up this interview with a scientist who is actually working on the coronavirus right now. Oh, excellent. So, yeah. We'll then uh, this mail comes from Anonymous. Just writing it to thank Anand for mansplaining that Dia Jalao was not meant to go Corona, go the virus away. Hum to symbolism jante hi nahi. And to answer Abhinandan's question about what is the product of the symbolism, well, Ramansa answered that question. The product is those people who didn't turn off their lights and were hence easily identified since it was dark. Unlike the Thali Thali Bajao where they were difficult to spot. Chalo ji, lage raho. Thank you for your sarcastic, lovely mail. Mahendra says, Hello News Laundry, I have one question for Abhinandan. Should we call it the China virus? I understand that going doing so right now would be confusing and is probably ill-advised, but what do you think about what Bill Maas said? Okay, Mahendra, no, this, this is a... That. Yeah, we should discuss this. Because this is something that I've been swinging like a pendulum. I've been like an MLA from the Congress in Madhya Pradesh. <laughs> <laughs> so, I hear this, I say, Haan, point to hai. Then I hear, I said, Haan, point wo bhi hai. Then I hear this, I said, point here. So, first I'll tell you what Bill Maas said. This was his closing rant in two weeks ago, his episode of Real Time, and this is what he said. Scientists, yes, scientists who are generally pretty liberal, have been naming diseases after the places they came from for a very long time. Zika is from the Zika forest, Ebola from the Ebola River, Hantavirus, the Hantan River, and of course, the Spanish flu, MERS, stands for Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome. It's plastered all over airports and no one blogs about it. So why should China get a pass? Seriously, it scares me that there are people out there who would rather die from the virus than call it by the wrong name. This isn't about vilifying a culture. This is about facts. This is about life and death. So when someone says, What if people hear Chinese virus and blame China? The answer is we should blame China. Not Chinese Americans, 
But we can't stop telling the truth because racists get the wrong idea. There are always going to be idiots out there who want to indulge their prejudices. So amongst other things, I mean, he's, he made some sense in the larger thing, but this is basically what he said. So, well, before Mahendra, I tell you what I think. What do you think, Manisha? I think he let his hate for PC culture take over. Some of it was, I mean, usually his rants are at least well-researched. This one was a bit, like, for example, Spanish flu. It's precisely because these guys didn't hide. They were actually kind of uh, penalized for being open about this flu, which is why it was called Spanish flu, though it didn't originate from Spain. And um, I think Chinese virus, he was advocating, he said Chinese virus, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that's just, I mean, even scientists wouldn't want to call it Chinese virus. You could call it Wuhan virus because it came from Wuhan. Uh, you could, because like Zika, Ebola, all these places are names of forests, names of rivers. Uh, you have MERS, like he said. But I still don't think you should call it Chinese virus. But also, I think there's, you should also recognize that like a lot of Indians in UP or Bihar say Japani Bukhar, right? When mm. they talk about Japanese encephalitis. A lot of, uh, I'm sure a lot of migrants and all call this Chinia, Bukhari, Chini. So, it's all, for a layperson, it's just easy to, you know, it's very difficult to say COVID-19 or whatever the scientific name is. It just makes it easier to say, you know, to identify the sicknesses from the place. So, it's not racist. Not everyone who's saying it is racist. But I think in 2015, scientists had come up with this, um, yeah, basically, best practices, a best practice where in they fact, said that let's not identify a disease with the name or the people because it stigmatizes the community. And that's, I think, been the tradition. There's been a bit of a think, rethink on how you name diseases. So definitely not Chinese virus, but I wouldn't grudge someone if, you know, a lay person is recognizing it as like, Chini Bukhar or Japan yeah, Bukhar. So uh, well, my view is that, uh, Abe, you know, I, like you said, I'm a long time admirer of Bill Maher. Not because I agree with everything he says. Let me make it very clear. A, because I believe he's by and large consistent in his position, whether it's politically correct or not. And he has the guts to say that nobody does. I think that is a very important part of why I like him. Just like when people ask me, why do I have Che Guevara's poster in my home? Do I agree with his political ideology? I don't, yeah. I don't agree with his political ideology. You don't? Uh, no, I don't agree that. I mean, he was such a hardcore communist, and I'm not. I, I believe in markets in a big way, and I've argued well, on that. I but doubt anybody is going to believe that, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's very unfortunate that you are labeled as. So, the reason I really like Che is that if you've read, and I've read his uh, you know, biography by Lee Anderson, I mean, he was a former editor of Time magazine. I forget who's written it. It's an amazing story. I've you know, watched all three films made on his life. Uh, and I've read his writings as well. And I've quoted his letter to his mother when he was in prison. Uh, and I can read it out again if you if you like. I admire him because of the gumption of... He was willing to take on an impossible challenge. Like something that seemed impossible. He'd say, I'd attempt it. Let me, let me see. And it worked. You know, like 67 people landing on a beach in Cuba, taking on the biggest superpower in the world and winning. Who would have thought? So similarly, I don't believe in everything Bapu's, you know, said or did. But for me, he's going to be the biggest hero ever because he was really brave. So, coming to that, I'm not saying Bilma's Bapu, but all I'm saying is that I think he's consistent. He makes his points well. And like Manisha said, they're often well-researched. Sometimes they fall flat. Right now, my position on this is that it should not be called the Chinese virus. And I have said in the past, what's the harm if it's called the Chinese virus? I think there is a harm in the current context how political leaders and politics takes over rhetoric and people are identified right now. The biggest friction points across the world are religion and community and ethnicity. So I don't think one should name diseases now in 2020 after ethnic geographies. 
and as manisha said there is a document the link will be there under the hafta which is called who issues best practices for naming new human infectious diseases it's dated 8th may 2015 so i would say just read that and i still continue to be an admirer of bill ma but i don't agree with this like i don't agree with a lot of his other things mehraj what do you think two things one is that i mean just because something has been done in the past doesn't mean you have to continue it if it's become problematic it's better to just do away with it and you have best practices use that and these days this is disingenuously being deliberately used to st- stoke up racism so it's better to use covid i mean now it's pretty yeah common also and the second part is i think these kind of woke discussions are really really i mean this is not the time or place for them maybe you can do it later but right now the challenges are far more greater Actually, when that's we a very good point context of when you discuss something whether it's true or not true is irrelevant in the larger context right now that's not the case we have bigger problems in this country people are dying because of the lockdown because of this thing so i mean these discussions can wait Uh, even when we are arguing about it yesterday i saw on abc a uh, chinese couple uh, you know attacked hmm. in australia and uh, i mean we are we are just uh, arguing about that whether we should call it chinese But or the, not the, the so already it has uh, stigmatized even I mean, here in people delhi people here in india north people from northeast uh, i mean who look like uh, i mean i mean who have got those chinese features so they were refused i think in uh, bangalore or there was one uh, student one girl who was spat at in, in near yeah. delhi yeah. university yeah. yeah. others were attacked so, so that's really horrible so but th- this one know. thing i did agree with bilmar where he says that you can't be you can't be continually scared of what races and bigots would do because they would find other reasons to do it i don't think if we stop calling it chinese virus races will suddenly become nice and say no no we're going to yeah, start that can feed into a narrative i it think it could but, but i this I, virus, i think those who want to be racist would but still but this virus has been identified with china yeah, a and second been. it has affected the entire world so there is a lot of so I, that is why i think we should know and but there is legitimate critique of china sure that absolutely I mean, and i think i'm and i'm fine with wuhan virus i don't think wuhan virus is so dude, problematic of all the people whose rant was the most sensible on this who would have thought is uh, that founder of Breitbart what's his name um, Steve Bannon Steve Bannon what did he say his thing was that he said it is horrible what the what the people's what's the what's the name of the party the chinese chinese communist chinese party, communist party. Has, chinese communist party CPC. has done or the government has done to the people of wuhan to the people of china to the people of the world they have to be held accountable for what they've done to the people of china so he made a distinction between the people of china who are as much victims in the larger yeah, game yeah, absolutely of the government uh, so and he said that and he didn't use the word china loosely that you know the world should hold china accountable he said the world should hold the chinese communist party But. accountable he he was very specific in who is to blame mm. while also ensuring to mention that the chinese people are as much victims as american people or any other people mm. so i thought of all the people i mean i don't think there's any doubt that steve bannon is a phenomenally brilliant man he's got a very bright mind it's just that he he uses it for very evil reasons my producer aditya just told me it's the communist party of china the chinese communist party the chinese communist party the cci is the cricket club of india <laughs> and we have to recognize that this is one of the most dystopian regimes on the planet right mm. now i mean the way they handle so this yeah so that's our position on this um now two more quick letters uh, shipra says this is shipra a new zealand subscriber i heard in hafta about the food distribution your friends are helping with in delhi Can you please put us in contact with the people who manage this work? My husband and I want to sponsor 50 packets of food. A bank account in which we could transfer the funds would be highly appreciated. Shipra, thank you so much. Appreciate it. I shall email you. I will just tell you who uh, at least we are working with. 
is uh, Rahul Verma for their foundation. He's very media shy. He's an old friend. He doesn't like to come on panels and talk and come on. But the amount of work or their foundation is doing and feeding the people in Delhi, I would say they have ensured at least a few thousand don't starve. I mean, their vehicles are all over. They're collecting food and, you know, delivering it. So I shall put you in touch with them. I'll send you a link of where you can contribute. And once you've done that, you can mail me. I will tell Oday that this is from you so that I can tell you who are the people that you fed so that you are aware that, you know, there's accountability to how your resources are spent because their foundation is a hugely credible and a wonderful organization. So do support them. You can check them out online as well. Okay, this last email, and this also is a talking point, by the way. Vivek Anant, a subscriber, says, before I read Vivek's letter, I want to thank all the subscribers who've contributed to keep News Laundry up and running and afloat. Like many of you know, it is a very difficult time for media. There have been layoffs by the dozens, uh, sorry, by the hundreds, if not by the thousands, we are working on a comprehensive report on it. In fact, today I got a few WhatsApp messages from some friends in the southern states. At least two Malayalam news organizations are pretty much shutting down. And, you know, everyone's out of a job. It's going to happen the world over. Google has launched something that they're going to support journalism. So has Facebook. But that's not for India as of yet. Google is, but the Facebook fund is not. Uh, who would have thought that these companies that are the most maligned will be putting out funds. I'm not saying that they're all good. But what I'm saying is they're doing a lot more than Reliance is doing. You know, when this whole FDI thing comes, my question is, so you're okay with a company getting money from Mukesh Bhai or Adani, but you're not okay getting comp you know, funds from, you know, a Kalari or a fund overseas. I mean, why are they more suspicious when they have demonstrated more, you know, commitment to liberal values and freedom of speech and expression and than any Indian businessman. Because you can't but control them as easily. Because you can't, exactly. So, that's what they don't want. So, the uh, government but you know, the want. thing is, they're idiots who still argue with me about this. I'm like, dude, you know, do you understand news? Do you understand investment? Do you even understand how shit works? But anyway, I won't Mukherjee has done a One lot of good work though, lately. He has been banging pots who? and pans. Who? Mukesh Bhai. Yeah. But I have to give it to Mukesh Bhai, uh, at least for his employees. He's promised them twice the salary. If you're earning 30,000 and below, you're going to get 60,000 basically. But that's the Through least the you should do. He's the richest person in As this country. But why is he doubling it? Because of Corona? He's doubling it because of Corona. So I think that's nice. That's nice, okay. But that's I don't nice. understand the logic. But when did he do it? This is a while is ago. It, is it for uh, 18? News, news 18, 18? But I don't think no, it's no, happening. No, no, no. For his employees. I mean, I'm guessing News 18 could also be one of no, them. No, they're not. <laughs> Reliance Industries Limited. Okay, Mini RIL. So it's only his RIL. Yeah, okay, RIL. So, um, so Vivek says, yeah, so guys, um, so thank you for contributing and subscribing. I again appeal to you to pay to keep news free because when the public pays, the public is served. By the way, I was asking my friends who are in the bureaucracy and police, very senior IPS, IAS officers. So they said that they will give me the money, but they can't subscribe to it. <laughs> because <laughs> they, they'll they'll be get associated. Somebody yeah. is watching. They're, they're so not somebody sure. is watching. Yeah. So they're they're Raman, we follow this because I keep sending them stories. Mm. They really appreciate. But, but they said we can't. We are so ready scared. to give money, but we can't. No, you know, the few Fogies also who subscribe, and I've met a few of them because they come for, came for the Media Rumble. Before they subscribe, they mailed me. They said, are you sure your database is completely secure? Because <laughs> me as a Fogie, because the kind of rants you do against the Fogie about Kashmir, if I'm seen to be paying you guys, yes. it could really jeopardize my career. It's so sad, yeah. Anyway, so, sad. so so thank you for subscribing. Please nudge your friends and relatives to pay to keep news free because unless you do, in the current circumstances, just a handful of people have money to pay for advertising and that handful of people will decide what is covered and what is not. 
एंड देन यू कैन कीप वाइनिंग अबाउट मीडिया ऐसा है बिकी ये मीडिया तो देन समन विल टर्न से तो आपने कौन सा तीर मार लिया आप क्या कर रहे थे जब मीडिया बिकी हुई थी आपने क्या सपोर्ट की एंड इट्स नॉट दैट मच एटलीस्ट फॉर आस इज थ्री हंड्रेड रुपीज़ अ मंथ विच इज़ लेस दैन वॉट अ क्लासिक माइल्स पैकेट कॉस्ट फॉर ऑल यू स्मोकर्स विच इज़ वे लेस दैन वॉट यू नो ड्रिंक कॉस्ट फॉर ऑल यू ड्रिंकर्स अ सिंगल ड्रिंक वेन यू गॉट वंस एंड इट इज अबाउट एज मच एज वन पैकेट ऑफ प्रिंगल चिप्स फॉर ऑल यू जंक फूड ईटर्स सो जस्ट सही सो वे कास्ट वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग क्वेश्चन It's been a while I wrote to you Abhinandan I read a story and I thought I should discuss this with you and hope the Hafta team does too I know you will have a packed schedule but do see if you can weave this into your discussion He sent the link and I'll just tell you what the story links to but the question is the reason I ask you guys to discuss is because of the business model Bloomberg operates on it's mainly subscription based the Bloomberg terminal essentially and they still got swayed by business interests as you are an avid reader of NPR I think I wouldn't be a shining I wouldn't be shining a light on this story for you in case you guys don't find the time to make this a recommendation for your listeners regards Vivekanand so Vivek we will put this on our recommendation links below if you're listening to the podcast on any other platform like Stitcher Spotify iTunes you can just come on to the newslaundry.com page for this podcast and all the links that we've discussed will be under that page because we cannot put links under other platforms so the story that Vivek has recommended the headline is Bloomberg news killed investigation fired reporter then sought to silence his wife so basically this is about a sexual harassment case in 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 uh, which company is this Com- communist party leads in china fearful of repercussion by the chinese government the company successfully silenced the reporters involved so this involved the wealth of the communist party elites because i guess it it involved some Be- beijing correspondent so what happened is they had this reporter who wrote they uh, she uh, reported on china basically corruption in china and because bloomberg has interest there in china. they try to silence them censor them and then when this came out they tried to basically make make their life hell and the sexual so harassment was within the party yeah okay so yes so now you're saying the bloomberg model is a subscription based model yet this happened Okay so I I mean I have a view on that but before I do Raman sir do you have any view on this like no but what is he trying to say He's saying that uh, he's saying that you know my position that I keep saying is that when the public pays the public is served and then it's very hard to you have an agenda because you know no government is he's saying but even when the public pays an important story gets buried so how how would i defend this model I think it's an interesting you know starting point for a discussion on this No for Bloomsburg was working in a foreign on a foreign land mm. so that is why they had an agenda to survive right. on a foreign land so i can only think about our, ourselves mm. when we don't, we don't have, have such agenda sure. we are okay. in india and we no, have no agenda whatsoever and we are also making it very clear whom we are taking money from in fact in the past we have done stories against them and we have Uh, you know um, we have put a disclaimer also right the thing is bloomberg is not just this part the bloomberg terminals mm. which subscription based it's a huge empire by now right. bloomberg is so rich so powerful that he essentially tried to buy the us uh, democratic presidential yeah. primary yeah, exactly. just tried to buy it <laughs> until that uh, he froze on he the yeah because he's incompetent he froze on camera uh, and that it went it went it was, went, it was a train wreck 500 yeah. half a billion dollars he spent on that mm. So this is not just about this, and because he has business interests everywhere, and now oh. China is the node which controls everything. If you remember, the same thing happened with their, uh, was it NBA, the basketball? Yes, yes, yeah. In fact, yes, one of the players uh, tried something. Yeah, exactly. Yes, because China holds so much power now. Because 
I mean, there's been a lot of, uh, I'll, I'd uh, recommend this book, I rec- uh, recommended before also, it's called The Goliath uh, by Matt Stoller. He's an economist, American economist. So he explains how, because America has pretty much shifted all its manufacturing base to, the, to China, mm. it has given China so much power. And we saw it recently also when they tried to import drugs from their own companies. They own those companies in China. They t- tried to import stuff there. China said, hang on, no, we're not giving it right, to you. Right. So they're so dependent on them. So much revenue comes from them. Same with Google, same with so Facebook. It's, it's because it's so big. It's it's like in India that even media owners, other than probably Pranoy and Arun Puri, none of the other media owners is media their business. only business. They have interest in steel mining and aluminium in this Education. in that. So this is a marketing branch of their businesses that are worth 20,000 crores where this is just worth 1,000 crores. So that's what you're saying. So therefore, this does not really matter in the larger... And also because, I mean, there's this phrase the democratic socialists use, billionaires shouldn't exist. That is what happens when you give them so much power, so much influence. Mm. They'll try to hold on to that power and that doesn't come. Nobody earns a billion dollars like they say. Mm. You have to make these compromises. You have to screw your workforce like Jeb Bezos, for example, is doing right now. Mm. Or uh, Ambani ji was doing until he did France recently. France come down very heavily on Amazon. Because they are really. People have died in Amazon warehouses mm. because they are not allowed even toilet breaks. breaks. Right, even right. during this crisis, so in New York, I think, people, Amazon workers went on strike because one person, I think, uh, same thing. So uh, what happened is, one Amazon warehouse, one person tested positive. So the other worker said, we don't have any safety mm. gear and all that. Give us that. I mean, mm. we are all, all at risk. So one, this sort of a union leader, he tried to mobilize the other people and then they fired him. And then the same thing, tried to basically wreck his life. Right, right. And this is a, per- you're talking about a company, about so a how person does, so, who so owns... Like the- so Vivek's question, how how is our model any better than an advertiser's model? If this can happen, how do you answer I mean, that there's question? always a risk. Sure. There's always a and risk. Our but model the- is going to work because we don't have other witnesses. No, also, even if you have other businesses... That's the pro- thing is, uh, who are you accountable to? Right. Are you accountable to only your subscribers? Are mm. you accountable to maybe a little bit to your subscribers, but a lot of other people also? Sure. Manisha? But this subscription model of Bloomberg is who subscribes to them? Are they big business businesses? Is it like a, is it something Bloomberg that, terminal like for example, Ken is mostly, it's, uh, tech, yeah, it's, it's startups. Small. Well, it's Bloom is, uh, Bloomberg is not that niche. It is, um, to the best of my knowledge, they don't have like such a, they must be having a large subscriber base but I'm actually not quite sure exactly what their different revenue streams no, are. subscribe to businesses also. Businesses. So, so yeah, businesses so are It's a wire subscription also. Bloomberg also, is also wire which means large Something like an ANI, right? I so, guess, so yeah. So that is also one aspect. That's kind of No, different. that's basically Bloomberg Terminal is this machine which all these businesses, stock markets and big, big companies have to keep a watch on the stock market. So that's and very get different that from a subscription it, this model is, this based is nothing, on This is nothing readers. to do with news. This is nothing yeah. to do with news. This is a completely different thing. I mean, they get send you financial stuff and all the news, also but this is not news. Also, businesses to subscribe to you, you got to stay relevant to big businesses, yes. and so you will toe the line. Mint, I think Mint, uh, when they set up here, they bought a couple of business these terminals, and they're usually overpriced. I mean, I've read some stuff on this that ba- basically they're like nineties ka computer, so they're no no longer I mean, relevant. Yeah, but yeah. because they have monopolized it, that's it's another a problem. Service. So, so they've monopolized it, and now not, yeah, you can't not. get out of it. So Vivek, this is what I say. Um, And I give the same example. I think I may have given this before. In life, you can't eliminate risk. You can minimize it. So I don't know if you invest in the stock market, Vivek, but the biggest mistake, the quants and all these guys who used to create these very 
creative financial instruments in before Lehman during the subprime crisis, you know the credit default swaps and other derivatives of that was that they claimed they had eliminated risk. And the fundamental logic they used was that real estate cannot go down, that it will always be there. Therefore, any you know debt obligation or any financial instrument that is tied to that cannot go below something. Of course, they were wrong. So therefore, I don't claim I have eliminated risk. I mean, tomorrow, if there is a case against, I don't know, you know, if I have children or if I have a lover or someone, maybe I will put pressure on the team here to, you know, kill the story. I don't know if they will or won't because now there's social media also. But right now, because Mukesh Bhai can't call me or Arvind Kejriwal can't call me or Yogi Adityanath can't call me and say, ye band kar nahi to ad nahi aega. they have no pressure on me. And right now, in the larger governance setup, news is supposed to interrogate, scrutinize and report on these people, not about one subscriber. So therefore, our castle is built on 4,000, 5,000 small, small pillars, not 10 big pillars. So even if five of these pillars shake a bit or are a little shaky. And one thing that I want to do going forward, I'm sharing this, I've discussed with our CA, we are going to be transforming the ownership pattern of news law in a very fundamental way. I will not give away more than that. We are checking the legality of it, uh, how we can structure it. I think by hopefully the end of 2022, you will see News Laundry will be a, a case study in a corporation that is set up in a way where no one person can have control over it or influence over it because there will be... Uh, one aspect we want to include is super subscribers. So they will be able to invest into News Laundry and they will be represented by one or two people on the board. You know, we will set up a trust where News Laundry employees will be represented in that so all the dividends will be paid into these entities and that will become the board. I'm studying the structure of The Guardian. I'm studying the structure of Reddit had got these super subscribers. I have discussed this with my CA. Right now, you're right. Between me and two, three other people, we could kill a story. But do we have any reason to? Other than some personal connection, like I said, bhai, bhatija, lover. So it's minimum. It's not eliminated. Hopefully by 2022, it will be even lower. That's all I can say. On that note, also, Vivek, tell your friends and family to subscribe, pay to keep news free, because when the public pays, the public is served. And when Bloomberg pays, Bloomberg is served. Also, one more important distinction. But the day I become a billionaire and I have interests in mining, steel, exports, then you can pretty much take for granted news laundry is fucked. Uh, so, that is true. Yeah. So, uh, unless I've sold it by then, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody sells a media company. A Especially if you're a billionaire, you don't sell a media company because that is just like an auxiliary, a tool of power for you. Look at Subhash Chandra, he sold off everything excepting Z. Exactly, because that he still draws power from there, right? So He built up the empire through Z. And yes, he can get Z to uh, uh. come to his home and record as he lights the hours. He wasn't lighting, what he did. somebody else was lighting yeah, and he was just standing there with a Mumbati. So on that note, I think we'll wind up for the day. Thank you so much panel for coming to office during these testing times. It is getting increasingly scary going out and like Manisha was saying last week, then the week before that, Raman said, So every week when we come to office, one of us is getting COVID symptoms. But hopefully we are all maintaining this COVID hygiene. 
and the covid yes, precautions manisha has had it since the beginning i mean she is just asymptomatic <laughs> she's so generally spreading it yeah super spreader asymptomatic spreading it. she's a super spreader mildly symptomatic because Every she keeps having these symptoms super spreader i remember that super chore song remember lucky super chore huh? was such a good oh, yeah, song lucky. but uh, i will just have you know that uh, we had basant who just traveled to murthal which is about an hour and a half two hours drive to delhi because all the dhabas there have got shut down and those dhabas each of them would seat 2 to 400 people so what has happened to all the ecosystem that you know worked there in fact you know i had given naresh and them 600 bucks that in case you have to eat or if you have to i said don't buy anything from any shop buy packed goods keep them in the car buy fruit like kela santra so you can chilo it and you know so when they came back i said kya khaya this is kuch nahi bhaiya wahan par itne bure hal mein the log humne unko hi khila ke aa gaye so they met people who had not eaten for like a full day or two all right they met two persons uh, who were released from tihar after 7 8 years and they were walking down to sonipat or panipat wherever mm-hmm. their house was so they said ki humko to bahar nikal diya tihar jaise ab jaye kahan jayega so they have interviewed those so those two. reports are coming up so just to tell you these reports take time money resources and risk now i don't think any money can compensate for the risk that some of these young reporters are taking and doing what they do but these are stories that have to be told because the day we shut down and i'm not talking about we as a news laundry we are not that important yet but we as news media shut down the world will be a darker place be a part of those who keep the flashlights on who keep the lighthouse on to show the way to ships go to newslaundry.com click on subscribe and pay to keep news free because unless you do uh, this will be left to yogi adityanath amrinder singh arvind kejriwal narendra modi So take your pick. I've covered all bases. If you dislike any of these people, you're not getting the news that serves you. On that note, let's have the recommendations. Raman sir, why don't you start? Uh this article in National Geographic, very simple, basic and giving information on this wet markets of China that how the virus came and also it's a very basic uh, article and I really liked it. It's by Dina Fine Maroon. Uh, so uh, like we keep saying we have very accomplished subscribers one of whom uh, bimal kumar wrote a, an explainer for us uh, last week about the whole covid situation if the government is not giving you numbers how you can figure out what's happening around you mm. so then he uh, after that he wrote he said uh, he recommended this book so i'll just read what he said as far as making epidemiological concepts interesting there's this wonderful book by the epidemiologist adam kuchaski called the rules of contagion he basically treats pathogens and memes as the same and shows how the same rules apply to both including or not which is how you figure out the infection rate of the virus mm. and herd immunity would be great if it could be sub- uh, suggested to news laundry subscribers i know it's usually a boring topic so that is one uh, nice. recommendation and the other is this book which is hopefully coming out next month it's called the gated republic by shankar ayer whom i interviewed this week and hopefully we should have that interview out soon so it's an amazing book so what he does is shankar ayer he looks at these five essential services which a government is supposed to provide healthcare water education law and order and electricity and the book is packed with data and it tells you a story of how basically the indian state the government has abdicated its responsibility completely and now that the private sector is trying to take over that space it's creating this huge divide between people who have the means mm. and who don't have the means so it'll be an, a, i think it's already uh, there out, out for uh, pre order so if you can 
get it now please do and when it comes out please read it it's, shankar ayer the veteran journalist the journalist journalist shankar ayer india mein hota tha ek zamane mein he used to be managing editor of india today shankar ayer he used to be india today managing editor ha he was a guy with a beard no the gray salt i don't think if he has a beard now but yeah he's been around for 30 years yeah he's a he writes regularly for mint and all the other places yeah okay nice Manisha So one a really deeply moving long report in the Indian Express that came out on Sunday inside the Covid ward for mm. those of you who are curious about how nurses frontline yeah, workers are dealing with the epidemic you should read this detailed uh, report the reporters really spoken to a lot of nurses and it's really really scary when you see what they're going through just the nervousness you can feel how nervous most of them are in dealing with uh, their patients and of course add to that the problem of vip patients who keep throwing tantrums at these nurses it's a really i mean when you put them in this position if i was a nurse i would have just quit i think mm. i wouldn't have gone through this because no one signs up for this level of no one signs up to be this risky about their life you know to go in without the kind of protection that you need so i think it's a very very important piece to read it uh, also read pratik's report that's going to be up by the time this podcast is up if you're confused about what exactly happened in bandra and tv news added to that confusion if you're confused about why they didn't have you know suitcases with them if they were going back home if you're wondering why they gathered outside a masjid or you're wondering about the abp angle uh, do read his report it's very detailed it's going to answer all your questions and uh, thing is very important of course read the india today report also by chitranshu tiwari and for the season 3 is out so i'm going to be season 3 what this is that is really show yeah, what a it. shit What's show my it's god it's such an amazing What's show what's it called You have a very shitty taste, as as everyone who listens to awful and awesome knows, Bana. <laughs> What's it called again? Sorry, I missed. Foda means chaos in uh, Arabic or not in Hebrew? In Hebrew. Maybe. So anyway, uh, you were talking it's about it's a that? show on Mossad where these Mossad oh, men. Oh, okay. Now it's, you, ca- I, I can like imagine what this is about. Yeah. I mean, it's very nicely it's made. It's really masala and fun, and But the season three is out. But only if you, if only Foda. But only if you have not seen. shows of today i mean this you can tell has been made i don't season 4 maybe looking more slick but the one that i saw which was season 1 i was like i've seen like an 80s 90s ki film it has that same feel ha huh? sorry you were saying uh, about that indian express report i mean there's this one telling anecdote towards the end of that which really describes how really pathetic the mm. healthcare is in this country so there's this young doctor very energetic very dedicated doctor he's been like really literally putting his life at risk and that of his family helping these people treating these people and then he says if i get sick if i catch the infection i'll get myself admitted to madantar fortis wow and also the nurses are saying that the doctors are being put up in five star hotels why aren't we why aren't we so even in this mm. there's a class distinction that yeah. comes into in mumbai even nurses were uh, yeah. at the five star after they started protesting it's really haunting you know and this one nurse who says that she just listens starts listening to mohammad rafi songs every time it's too much for her to ah, take because right. she needs to switch off and yes. i mean what do you do and taking out that ppe suit itself you can't pee so through the day you have to not you know you have to you can't go to the toilet if you do go then each thing removing each thing you have to wash your hand mm. So it's mm. really hats off to all the nurses and doctors and frontline workers. So what uh, I want to recommend is, by the way, that was a lovely piece. I read it also. Is um, it's called the coronavirus shutdown lawsuits are coming, and this is in the Slate, Slate dot com. And of course, the one line is, and they could be devastating. It's just an article about all the litigation that will emerge out of what has happened in COVID because of you know how it has impacted businesses, economy, and what they could mean to the U.S. economy. 
I think this is going to happen in India as well. Of course, it may not go into the litigation zone that America will. Uh, and in fact, you know, before we we started working from home one week before the PM the announced yeah. it, and I had at here only I had said that expect a bloodbath coming in the market. And I spoke with you know many of the lawyers who appear for us. By the way, I'll have you know that News Laundry is such a it's such a work. Of of collaboration by so many people, I I I can't claim that it's because of my hard work or Manisha's or Raman's. Although we have all contributed, the amount of people who have pro bono worked for us that would ordinarily cost us lakhs and lakhs of rupees, including lawyers who helped us out in setting up and have not charged us a rupee. One day, if News Laundry is a big success, I I shall write a book on how so many people came together and did not charge for so many things. So I was talking to my lawyer. He says the kind of default payments that are happening, and the uh, and the cases that are coming to them, the clients. He says, I, I don't understand how the economy will go on, because people are using this to default on any and every payment, and some of them are even justified. Now, if you're the, for example, this one case of this guy had his entire, he had about five seven million dollars worth of export goods in his go down. Lockdown happened. It is only for the spring. This product it can't be used in the summer. That. So the American buyer says, "I'm not going to pay you for it. I don't need it in the summer. I need it in spring." This guy said, "I want to name the government for liability because had Modi ji told me us in four days you're going to, I would have shipped this stuff and kept it on that side of the." He says, "Basically, once you're on that side of the customs, then you can claim whatever there. I mean, there are you know very complicated legal paperwork that now it's built. It is there. Now it's gone. As far as we are concerned, it's gone." He's like, "Would I just put on that side of this thing?" Now he's put a case against them. They've put a case against him, and there are hundreds of such cases. Modi ji ka kam aat hoje shuru hote baara bade khatam hote rat ke. What I'm saying is the advantages of having given us a heads up are so many, and now he we will, you know. So anyway, so do check we this out. We sit with the migrant workers also, yeah, right? Yeah, they would have found absolutely. something. They would have gone figure out something. Yeah. Three days, yeah, three days But, is so simple. You arrange buses in all all the cities. Okay, migrant workers will go to their respective places, and telling the uh, the DM of that area ensure that these people will stay in the school, hmm. quarantine for fourteen school of their area. And then, okay. move, and then they can move. Now, now the shitstorm is going to come. Well, it will. Really, it, it, it would have looked so good. And you're also kicking the can down the road. Him, huh. You are going to have to deal with this situation. Yes. Now, do you want to deal with the situation in the beginning huh. or later in the end? That's why his all his sort of attack dogs are distracting with all this. Oh, वहाँ पे आ गए तो किसी ने instigate कर दिया वहाँ पे आ गए. Because the main issue has been because resolved. yeah, I mean then uh, the only logical question to ask is why are so many people there wanting to go home? Right. Well, the best part was if you watched Arnab Goswami on April 13th, it was right when no April 14th is when Modi uh, ji's address. Yeah, that was the same. So if you watched the prime time that night, he went on this rant that these are not migrants. They're not migrants. Who says these are migrants? Because he. And knows. I was like, you yourself are some are a migrant from Assam. If for nothing else, right. care about your own tribe. Yeah. By the way, Kerala like, they they had a lockdown and they allowed these migrants to move. You know, mm. by train. That's the and only humane thing to do, sir. I mean, I'm wondering if states are also states don't want them to come back home because they're they. No, could I'm sure that is there. Carry I mean, they'll COVID and it would be an additional that. burden for them. I think there's also, and of course, the big thing that we all forget is migrants are not vote banks. They don't vote. 
so no one cares about them right also because they're poor they don't have any power no i mean that's no, plus the they're not a vote bank at yeah, all yeah i mean that's why so, they don't have yeah. any power right so on that note thank you so much for joining us again patrickeepnewsfree.goodnewsland.com check out our other podcasts if you have any feedback you can mail us at contact@newslaundry.com at i repeat contact@newslaundry.com if you're a subscriber your mail will be read out if not it will just be read maybe on that note i will leave you with this song hopefully we will see better days soon laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.